It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. In the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Gentlemen, we are counting down the days until Vikings training camp. Man, less than two weeks away here. We're going to have, and it kind of fits in perfectly with our recording schedule too, and that we can do our Purple Daily episodes in the morning, pump out you know the latest for you guys, and then practice in the afternoon where you're going to find a bunch of social media content. Our videographer, Judd Zolgad, he's gone from, he's gone from writing, you know, 1,000 page notebooks, Star Tribune articles, and now he's filming TikTok videos at Vikings yep. training camp. And the kids love me. I'm big with love the, the kids. Love the talk. Love the talk. It's pretty awesome. So, Q rating um, five. Uh, this show, and we're going to get into a really interesting quarterback ranking that came out from league executives, coaches, and scouts via ESPN.com. We'll get to that in just a second here, but TCL makes award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. I saw yesterday that I believe it's 24% of Purple Daily viewers who, who because, well, there's the audio audience, and we love you guys and appreciate you as well, but, like, for the video YouTube audience, 24% of you watch on a smart TV. So we're, we never, like, sought out to make a TV show, but I guess right. we're a TV show. Now. We're in the market for a new 32, 40-inch TCL TV right behind me. Tried to turn on cool. the other old off-brand TV the other day. Decided no, not to work. We have two other great TCL TVs in this house. We decided, you know what? We need a third one. So we're in the market to get yes. a third one. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, and home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. And, hey, in a week and a half, it's right a week and a half, 3M Open next week. We got Open Week this week and then 3M Open in the Twin Cities, uh, for the tournament following. And some big names have already committed, Dex. Yeah, that's right. Billy Horschel is going to be here. Obviously, Tony Finau is defending his title. You got Gary Woodland. A great field coming up this year, July 24th through the 30th on the heels of the Open, which is great. So some of those golfers will be coming over here to Minnesota as well at the 3M Open. You can see Tony Finau potentially defend that title. You can go to 3mopen.com slash tickets your, secure yours today. That's July 24th through the 30th. Go to 3mopen.com to get your tickets. So our guy, friend of the show, Jeremy Fowler, former Vikings beat writer, now covers the NFL as an insider for ESPN.com. I think he's done this a few years in a row now where he'll talk to, I'm just going to read this from him. Voters gave us their 10 best players at each position. Quarterback is the first one they're unveiling here today, or at least the one that we're going over today. And uh, so we compile the results and rank the candidates based on the number of top 10 votes, composite average, along with dozens of interviews, research, and film study from ESPN NFL analyst Matt Bowen 
In total, more than 80 voters submitted a ballot. So this, this is 80 NFL executives, coaches, and scouts put into a bin. Who do you think the top 10 quarterbacks are? Before I go through this, how much validity do you give a list like this? Like when you hear that 80 people who work in the game, in the front office, coaches, and scouts, and this yep. is who they think the top 10 quarterbacks are, how definitive is that to you? I give it a lot because I that, this is about as close as you're going to get to like the real thoughts of obviously off the record of executives and coaches. And so I certainly don't dismiss it. And as much fun as it is to read a list that's put together by one person, this does draw a little bit more of an honest consensus. So, yeah, I think when you do, when you conduct something like this, especially with, you know, the platform of an ESPN, I give it quite a bit of credibility as far as getting as close as we're going to get as the public to actually seeing a comprehensive list. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I would love to see uh, if, I don't know, Jeremy doesn't do this, and I know Bill Barnwell does an iteration of this too uh, with The Athletic. I would love to see like what executives rank them, what scouts rank them, what coat, like in their own silo and bins. Because I, I know he kind of composites everything into one, which is great. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see like what do executives view Kirk Cousins and what does a scout view Kirk Cousins? You know, I, I bet there right. is some difference there uh so i would like love a to scout see might way. say mechanically accuracy like technique everything right. is higher yep and then a coach or a front office person might say right but person like some other non like mm-hmm. football stuff personality whatever yeah i think this is yeah I, I do think there should be a touch of analytics involved because that's more of a just an objective numbers based so i but then again a lot of these front office people probably yeah. do include that in their in their evaluation. So this exactly. is it's pretty 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 definitive here. So number one is Patrick Mahomes. Not shocking. His lowest ranking of any of the eighty was two. So everyone had him either first or second. <laughs> I mean, yes. Joe Burrow is number two. His lowest ranking was was sixth. That person should be fired from what they're trying. That person's currently not doing a football yeah. job well. Sixth, yeah, like who are the five quarterbacks in the world better than Joe Burrow? It's really interesting. All right, number three was Josh Allen. His lowest ranking, his highest ranking was number one. Lowest ranking was number five. You know, that's an interesting one because yes, the the guy is mega talented, but there's no question with Dable with the Giants last season, Josh Allen sure didn't feel like he had the same type of year. So, yeah. like, I think Josh. I think Josh is at a very pivotal point in his career as far as is he in that upper echelon superstar list or is he just damn good? Like so he, Mahomes actually, and Burrow are superstars. A national NFL scout said, quote, Josh Allen's top 20 plays in a game are as good as Patrick Mahomes. But then Buffalo will go nearly a half and do next to nothing. Right. That doesn't happen to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. That's accurate, right? That if yeah. if you said Every one of these quarterbacks is playing at their absolute best. Josh Allen is pretty much right there. Some of the throws on the run, the mobility, all that stuff. But then he'll go and like fumble at the goal line and the Vikings will recover it. Like that doesn't happen to the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Yes. And and I, I think he'll still throw more dumb passes than Mahomes ever does. Yeah. Like even like the interception to Patrick Peterson, right? Yeah. Like Peterson said 
he called a shot before the drive. He's like, oh, if we get this look, it's over. <laughs> Just like picked it up on film, I guess. All right, number four, Aaron Rodgers. Highest ranking was number two. Lowest ranking was number eight. Yeah, it feels like he's dropped down, obviously, from the elite guy. He was number one, I believe, even last year on this list, too. I think it lists that as well. He's fallen off to a degree, but Aaron Rodgers falling off is still better than 90% of the quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I think there's also some uh, some thought process that him get, getting out of Green Bay will re-energize him a lot, and that the so... This is a pivotal year because, like, is he getting older and dropping off, or did the stuff with the Packers begin to take a toll? So, yeah, I, I think that this is what would, would I have personally had him fourth still, probably not. But that being said, I understand why a bunch of people probably were like, "Well, we we sort of bailed on Favre after 2008, and he came back with one of his best seasons in 2009." Maybe yeah. the thought process is the same with Rodgers. Yeah, he's uh, he's thrilled by the way too about being on hard knocks. It sounds like he's really really excited to. I I now team. I want the Vikings on that so bad. I, I do too, but so the fact the fact that they were just on, uh, I think Netflix quarterback, that might be the thing that takes over for hard like the hard knocks viewership okay. has been way down. Good point. I just wonder if that's going to be replacing it. All right, number five, Justin Herbert, highest ranking two, lowest ranking nine. I'll kind of go through this so we can get to the. To yeah. the Kirk one here, I'm, which I'm assuming is coming soon, right? I would think so. Yep. Uh, uh, all right, number six, Jalen Hurts. Highest ranking was number three, lowest ranking number 10. Number seven, Lamar Jackson. Highest ranking was number four. Lowest ranking was outside the top 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number Honorable eight. Honorable mention tra- last year too, Phil. So, like, he's gone up a lot because yeah. he's won games, missed time, and they're like, Damn, Baltimore screwed without him. Yep. Trevor Lawrence is number eight. He was not ranked in the top ten last year. His highest ranking was four. Someone so someone had him four, which I mean he got so good the second half of the season. Yep. That yes. comeback to in the playoffs. Mm. So Kirk. All right. Starts. Number nine. Okay. Dak be- Prescott. Highest ranking was seven. Lowest ranking was outside the top ten. Okay. Uh, number 10, Matthew Stafford. Highest ranking, fifth. It's a little aggressive. Lowest ranking was outside the top 10. Uh, so that that's your 10. And here's your honorable mentions. Deshaun Watson, Kirk Cousins. So we get to Kirk. He's the second honorable mention. And then Jared Goff, honorable mention. Derek Carr, Tua. Others receiving top 10 votes were Kyler Murray. Daniel Jones. How about that? Thanks, Ed Donatel. Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a top 10 quarterback and a top 10 vote. And then Geno Smith got a vote as well. I wonder if like Ryan Poles voted for Justin Fields 10th. I could see that being the case. I'd vote for Justin Fields before, if I had to, gun to the head before I uh, put Daniel Jones on there. Uh, Daniel Jones is largely a product of one of the worst defensive coordinators this state has ever seen, and that's saying something. That's true. Like, if you take out the two Vikings games. So here's the write-up on Kirk Cousins. In recent years, Cousins has steadily climbed up the ranking as more of a top-10 threat than a middle-of-the-road passer. Goes through some of his stats the last couple years. Quote from an AFC executive, you can poke holes in his game, and many do, but he's talented, he's accurate, and he wins. If you look at his production at the end of the day, he's really good. 
Cousins has developed tremendous chemistry with Justin Jefferson. The elite duo works because Cousins doesn't overthink it. He feeds Jefferson the ball. Nearly 30% of the Vikings passing targets the last two seasons have gone to Jefferson. So, I don't know. This is uh, it's a little disrespectful. A little disrespectful to not have him as one of the 10. But I think in our last quarterback rankings, uh, we had him 9th, 10th, and 11th. I had him 11th, and then you guys had him like 9th and 10th in some order. So this is kind of right around. He's like a fringe top 10 quarterback, according to 80 league executives, coaches, and scouts. So I struggle with Dak Prescott at 9. Um, I actually think the top 8 in some semblance is very, very fair. Like I'm, I personally, if I was to break this down, might not rank them the same probably. But... I think those names are very fair. I think those names belong above Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. But when you get to Dak Prescott and Stafford, and by the way, we gave all three of us, and he deserved it. He won a Super Bowl. Gave Matthew Stafford a ton of credit and said that he was unequivocally better than Kirk Cousins going into last year. But he was hurt most of the season. Yeah. And so I guess if you want to quibble, the the Crusaders, I think, would have a good case to make on 9 and 10. Um, and should Kirk be above them or at least above one of them? Beyond that, I do think those first eight, again, probably in a different order personally, uh, is very, very fair. Yeah, Dak, I, I, we've seen the best of Dak. You know, I, I think what, going into 2020 or 2021 after he broke his, had the really gross leg injury, I think there was a case to be made that he was, you know, firmly in the six to 10 range, but after the interceptions last year, after just him seeing a, what, like, I think we've seen the best of Dak basically is kind of what I'm trying to say. Um, and Kirk, I think belongs in this top 10. I think he belongs between 10th or ninth. Uh, Stafford. Yes. Again, at his peak is probably better, but he's older. He's been through a lot of injuries at this point. I would firmly have Kirk above Dak and Stafford after that. All right. We can draw some lines. I think everyone else above him, from the one through eight run through seven range is about accurate, but he, he's a better Kirk cousins is a better quarterback than Dak and Stafford. Yeah, I don't. So I don't think if, if all those guys are playing at their best Stafford's bet Stafford's better than Kirk Stafford's better than Dak Prescott. The Dak thing is such an interesting, cause it's like those guys are always kind of handcuffed next to each other in all the quarterback rankings. And, and I have even like thought the last three or four years, Mostly the yeah, Dak's Dak's better. I mean, part of it I think is Dak looks like he should be better because Dak is like six foot three, two hundred forty pounds. He's this physical monster, right? He's you know he's he's physically talented, but then in some of the biggest moments in games, he does dumb stuff, or he throws a bad interception, or he doesn't make a play that he's supposed to. There's just a little something. He's not elevating his team and pulling his team out of the muck in ways that Mahomes, Josh Allen, and some of the other best, Joe Burrow, and even, hell, Kirk Cousins the last couple of years. Has a, you know, sometimes the game gets really tough to watch in the second and third quarters, but he has proven with eight fourth-quarter comebacks, and you know I think he had a handful the year before, too. So that's I think Judd kind of nailed it, that the top eight ending with Trevor Lawrence and a healthy Lamar Jackson being in there, it's tough to argue with that, too. Um, the top eight seems pretty dialed in. And then I think you can start to make an argument if Matthew Stafford's not the same guy that he was a couple of years ago. Like I wouldn't fight anyone that wants to put Kirk above Matthew Stafford or Kirk above Dak Prescott. But another thing I want to run by you guys here, I woke up this morning and I was thinking more about, we were going to talk about this ranking list and I was thinking more about 
some of the stuff we talked about in the the Netflix documentary uh, reviews. We did three episodes recapping that. And the Vikings are playing all these close games. And and the the clips of Kirk with his psychologist talking about like trying to trying to avoid dwelling on the things that could go wrong. And then the clip of Kirk in Washington six years ago talking to Kevin O'Connell, his quarterback's coach at the time, saying it's it's hard to play with a lead sometimes because you know, you just you don't want to do anything to to put the other team back in the game or whatever. It's like this psychological block that he has. And I've always had a theory, and I've never done the research to sort of back this, that Kirk Cousins-led teams don't blow anyone out. There's just something. Well, but the defense, right? Yeah, the last couple of years, the defense makes it hard to blow teams out. But he's also been in the league now for like eight years as a starting quarterback. And I've always kind of thought, even like watching him from afar in Washington, seems like Kirk Cousins is always just in these close games in the fourth quarter. You know, certainly last year they didn't like stomp on opponents very often. They were they were trying to play catch up. They were winning games by three points, right? So I went through, and I just grabbed uh, four quarterbacks. That's all I had time for: Kirk Cousins, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson. And I went through all of their games that they started in all their careers. This is fascinating, you guys. So three categories. Let's start with category one here. Wins by blowout. And I'm and I'm categorizing a blowout as, and there's probably some like backdoor covers in there that, you know, but like if you beat a team by three scores or more, so 17 points or more, where it's just, they're not coming back on you. It's a blowout. Josh Allen's Buffalo Bills, when he starts a game, blow out their opponent in 37% of the wins. So 37% of the Bills' wins with Josh Allen are blowouts. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson, 31% of his wins are blowouts. Patrick Mahomes, I thought this would be higher, actually. 25% of his wins are blowouts. Kirk Cousins' career, only 17% of his wins are blowouts. Only 15% as a Viking. Only seven times in five years have the Vikings beat an opponent by 17 points or more. That's interesting, but not surprising, because we, we used to actually talk about that with the uh, Zimmer-Cousins connection. How many times they didn't put their foot on the gas in games where it looked like they had opportunities to. Right, and some of that um, might be Zim, like, hey, RK, let's run yeah, the ball well, and grind the clock, right? And I guarantee you, this is one thing that O'Connell, if he can, would like to course correct. Because there's no way that that guy is saying, yeah, let's let, you know, let's, mm-hmm. that this is where, again, you get off to a good start, opening drive goes well, and then you build off of that and, and hopefully get some stops. And now by the time that the fourth quarter starts, instead of being down by three or seven, you're up by 14. Yes. So and like we O'Connell's going to want to correct this. Yep. And we went over last, you know, we were doing this earlier this week that, the Vikings are a top 10 offense in the first quarter last year. They were like eighth or ninth in scoring in the first quarter last year. So scripted plays. All right, here we go. We got a good plan. We're going to come out. We're going to score some points in the first quarter. Top 10 offense. And then in the fourth quarter, they were the number one scoring offense. Oh, my God. Okay, it's time to not think anymore. We just got to go. Up tempo. You know, no huddle. Yep. Got to come back in this game. Yep. But then, like, when the game is more of a chess match of of adjustments in the second and third quarter, the Vikings were like, I believe it was like 18th and 25th or something in points in the second and third quarter. And I think some of that, some of that's Kirk and his nature 
Some of it's the defense also like, well, the, in terms of like average points per quarter has nothing to do with the defense really. Uh, it might help that you have to come back because your defense is bad that you're number one in the fourth quarter, but it shouldn't make you worse offensively in the second and third quarter. If nothing else, it if, if should make you better as an offense because you're trying to score more points because your defense sucks, right? Yep, yep. Um, but this is really interesting. So then I went, okay, what about 10 wins of 10 points or more? So not not so some blowouts are in there, but things like games where you had a double-digit, like a comfortable win, a 10-point win or more. Josh Allen, 65% of his wins are 10 points or more. Pretty comfortable, two-thirds of the time. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, 60% of their wins are by 10 points or more. Mahomes, 52%, 10 points or more. Kirk Cousins, 42%. So, again, by far last among those four quarterbacks. And then when you flip it and say, okay, what about close shaves? So, wins in your career by three points or less. Cousins, at the top of the list. 25% of his team's wins are by three points or less. Lamar Jackson, 24%. Mahomes, 20%. Josh Allen, 19%. I think this contributes to Kirk Cousins not being higher in the rankings because you see all these stats and you're like, wow, this guy. But then his teams are largely 500 teams except for last year. And they don't have these like impressive blowout wins where, oh, man, look at what Mahomes and the Chiefs did to the Browns today. Right. It was 40 to 10. Like those wins rarely exist in Kirk Cousins career as starting quarterback. Some of it's bad defense. Some of it's Mike Zimmer. But a lot of it's just sort of his tendency to not be the step-on-your-throat guy. So I think the Crusaders would also tell you that it's also the amount of assistant coaches and coaches he's been through. And the fact that there has, and it is weird, in his career, going back to Washington, there has rarely been continuity. He's had some very good coaches, but they've been one and done or moved on. And so... That, again, to me, is why I'm so excited for 2023 is because we're going to get him in the second year with an offensive coach who wants to kill teams. Like O'Connell wants to step on teams' throats. Yep. And and so can we? Can the Vikings, can Kirk Cousins change that narrative by having comfortable leads? You know, when you look at the components of this offense, if it works, the answer should be yes. There's no, I mean, you've just, you have Jefferson, you have Hawkinson. Yep. If Addison does a thing, like you have the components to, if you can just get some stops to run up scores. Yep. Yep. So I don't know. I just thought that was kind of, it, it kind of validated. I, I I couldn't even remember like how many times have they scored 40 points on a team? And they, they, they have like three, I want to say in the Kirk Cousins Vikings era, they hung 40 on Miami once um, Detroit. They beat Detroit like 42 to 29 one year. Uh, but just like, can we get, how about this season? Maybe one of the goals here is, can you just, in defense, this is on you too, okay? Can you just beat a team like 38 to 13? Well. And just have and, a walk of a Sunday? And that's where, and that's where Floor is playing aggressive. Get some sudden change. Short fields. Sudden short sudden fields. Football. Sudden change. All, you know, you, you score a touchdown. Opponent gets the ball. Now a fumble or a pick at the 15, right? And now you're 15 mm. yards from on, from a back-to-back score. See, that, that's yeah. the thing is with Flores is I think you're going to see an aggressiveness that if nothing else, e- even if the defense doesn't just spike up high statistically, I'm looking for turnovers. I'm looking for turnovers. I'm looking for sudden change. And then I'm looking for this offense to dagger teams. How about a pick six? How about a fumble recovery yeah. touchdown? Yeah. You know? 
I'm legit trying to rack my nope. brain. And I, I remember more obviously working games more than I do over the last three years where I've done more of these event line stuff on Purple Daily. But like Judd, I'm trying to think of games where I, I covered a game at US Bank and it was a comfortable win. And like really the only two that stand out to me, uh, and this was actually a weird game, but to open the season in 2019 against the Falcons, Kirk only threw like 70 yards in that game. But that was yeah, a that was that was a comfortable win. Like he had twelve passes. Yeah, that was a comfortable win. They mm-hmm. beat Case Keenum against Washington when Case came back on a Thursday night. That was, I believe, a was very comfortable? comfortable win. I think okay. it was. I think okay. it was. I don't remember it being. Dicey. I trust you. I don't remember it being. But yes, uh, the Falcons was it game nine, little... nineteen to nine in two thousand nineteen. Is that what it was? A Thursday night? Wow, it's only nineteen to nine. Uh, but but I think they were in control for the most of the game. Like I don't remember that ever getting dicey necessarily. But they it's were. Weird. It was a Thursday, October twenty fourth, two thousand nineteen. They were up thirteen to six at halftime, then sixteen to six. But it was it was a seven point game halfway through the fourth quarter. Oh my god! And then Dan Bailey made it a ten point game. Halfway yeah, the Falcons the game. I do recall you were you're exactly right, Tex. They absolutely drilled the Falcons. That was twenty eight to twelve. That Falcons game, week yeah. one. Yeah, and and it wasn't that close. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they're like, like, so that game technically doesn't count as a blowout. Yeah, on my because I I had it three scores or more. So there's a couple like that where maybe maybe the Falcons scored late or something and it threw off my my number. So we'll get we'll give them a little more credit there. But you know you're probably right, Phil. Like go, to to go back to the exchange between O'Connell and Cousins in Washington, you are probably accurate in the fact that I don't know that he wants to take the risk of trying to dagger teams when he feels the lead is comfortable enough just yes. to, to go conservative. So you're probably right. Perfect example. Week one last year. And we all consider that game as like an embarrassment of the Packers. The Vikings jumped out to a 17 nothing lead. They were up 20. They're up actually 20 to nothing with a 56 yard field goal in the third. So that game was like a blowout in all of our minds. It was a 16 point game in the end. It was never close. But the Vikings offense did not score a touchdown in the second half. The Vikings offense didn't do anything in the second half of that game. And then they yep. carried it over into Philadelphia. Yep. So I actually don't feel bad about that game. Uh, not being classified as a blowout. But uh, I'm just looking here, like, his two highest scoring, well, no, he has a, here's the 40-point games with the Vikings. Chargers in 2019, they beat 39-10 to in L.A. They beat Miami in 2018, 41-17. That was at home. Uh, 41-21 over the Bears. No, that was a Washington game. Hmm. That might be it. No, there's a 42 point, yeah, 42 30 over the Lions. So, like, basically, like three 40 point games as a Vikings quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, oh, there's a couple 38s in there. So, it's kind of semantics, but just interesting. Go step on someone's throat, guys. KOC and the defense, you know, let's step up the game here. I, I do think the one thing that where I have going into the season more faith in Kirk than I do Dak is this I will take the combination of O'Connell and Kirk every time over the new combination of Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. Yeah. Like I think Kellen Moore, Declan's guy, Declan's man crush, who's now Herbert's guy with the chargers. I think we're going to find out he wasn't the problem. Yep. Yeah. That's a weird firing. And Mike McCarthy, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I think him giving up play calling when he went to Dallas was smart, and I'm not sure it's going to work. But I would rather, I would much rather have Kevin O'Connell calling plays into Kirk Cousins than Mike McCarthy calling plays into Dak Prescott, even if you think Prescott is a slightly better quarterback than Cousins. Yeah. 
Uh, got another question for you guys here in just a moment, but let's shout out our friends over at EcoFun here first. Okay, I saw uh, there was a Purple Daily listener that uh, bought an e-bike, an electric bike, last week. So thank you for uh, for sending that note. Right now, electric bikes are at least ten percent off their retail prices and fifty percent off their dealer freight charges. You can save seven hundred dollars or higher on uh, Yamaha electric bikes and up to five hundred dollars on Scootstar and Bintelli electric bikes. So great deals on electric bikes. Get out, enjoy the last couple months here of summer in Minnesota or wherever you are around the country. Go to ecofundmotorsports.com or stop into one of their two metro locations up in Forest Lake or down in Burnsville, ecofundmotorsports.com. Also a shout out to our friends at Livia for helping Purple Daily listeners lose a lot of weight over the past couple of years, Jed. Absolutely. In fact, uh, I think the picture that Declan's about to show you shows the sports dad and the weight that he lost thanks to a program that I can tell you 100% works. I can vouch for them. And guess what? A lot of people who uh, consume Purple Daily can as well because we have gotten countless notes the last couple of years about people who joined this program or their husbands or wives did. And you know what? It works. And right now I've got you the best deal of the summer. Join today. Get 50% off your personalized program. That's right. 50% off. Lose 10 pounds or more in your first two weeks. So I'm talking about getting in tip-top shape where all those clothes that don't fit right now are going to fit and you're going to get off to a great start again. Lose up to 10 pounds in your first two weeks. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. There's a reason why it has been voted Minnesota's best weight loss program year after year. Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. And of course, tell them the sports dad and the guys at Purple Daily told you to give them a call or contact. Yeah, and our friends also at Summit Orthopedics. So you don't need a referral if you're in pain. So back pain like me the last couple of weeks, neck pain like Declan, head banging at the killers. All right, maybe you just have general pain because you're old like Judd. I don't know. You're not that old, I guess. But uh, you can get old. a same-day appointment without a referral at one of the 25 Summit Orthopedics locations in the Twin Cities and greater Minnesota. They also have walk-in orthopedic urgent care seven days a week from 8A to 8P. Learn more at summitortho.com, summitortho.com. Take care of that pain. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Okay, for you guys here, before we wrap, which three quarterbacks, or maybe take it this way, which three quarterbacks would you want to see on season two of the Netflix show? Or Mm -hmm. would you like to see a different position documented i gave this some thought because i do think if you if you got the right three especially offensive linemen it might be really i mean these guys are highly intelligent guys 
They play a position where they sort of get lost, but there's characters. Like like you could develop. It wouldn't be hard in a league filled with guys that play these positions to find three guys who are absolute characters who you probably at this point in time have never heard of, okay? So we'd call it uh, like uh, like Netflix left guard or something? Netflix right tackle? Net- Netflix. Boone, Net- yeah, oh, God. And but, but, I mean, can you imagine a guy like Boone? Like oh in, in his God. playing days featured, like people don't, you know, if you are a Dolphins fan, you probably have no clue who Alex Boone was. And yet he is a complete character. And these guys, like he's not a rare, as as weird as receivers are, like they're sort of, um, uh, they, they can certainly be a handful. Yeah. I think linemen are just like characters and they're snarly, but it makes them fun. But to get back to your question, if it's QBs, and I'm pr- pretty certain that it's going to be quarterbacks again. I picked three of them. I picked, and I tried to do it a little bit again, like they they did. Now, Mariota was such a dead ass that I think that going with the guy like on his last legs just might not be smart. Cousins, cousins, Nick Mullins, and Jaron Hall. So I, Jaron Hall. So I tweaked it a little bit, but I went Joe Burrow as the star. I'd love to see, I'd love to see how he is wired um because i think that he is an absolute like same type of guy that mahomes is just a dagger guy uh my second guy was dak prescott Mm -hmm. and my third lamar jackson oh so you wouldn't so you're not going like with the same three tiers you're going no i'm no two kind of top tier and then one more in the kirk i feel like i feel like yeah i feel like dak's in the cousins tier and i feel like lamar i don't know where he he is exactly it seems to fluctuate wildly year to year um but the Mariota thing to me just didn't work like i know what they were trying to do and i almost appreciate it but he was just there was nothing about him that like the cousin stuff as people might like him or might not but it was interesting i thought what if we? Uh, I, I should almost have made this a parameter that you have to pick three quarterbacks in the in the similar tiers. So what if I made you have you have to drop drop one of the, let's say you have to drop Lamar or something or drop Dak. You have to pick someone who's more of a borderline starter. Oh God, I got three. Yeah, go, okay. go ahead. Dex. I got I, I got my three. So the first top tier guy is Joe Burrow, just like Judd. I mean, why not? The guy's awesome. I want to see more of his stuff behind the scenes. Mid tier guy, Derek Carr. So Carr leaves Oakland, goes New Orleans. Yeah. We haven't, I mean, we, we saw a little bit of Mariota, but we get to see some insight on that exit and entrance. And also Derek Carr is in that same tier as Kirk. Uh, so that one works. And tier three, so I loathe this person with all of my heart. I, I do not like him, but he will probably make for very good TV. Baker Mayfield. Ah, I was going to say Baker. Yeah. Baker. So you have, you have your, your, Stud and Joe Burrow, you have the mid-tier and Derek Carr, and you have the yeah, fringe like guy who's bounced around. Former number one overall pick, so it's just kind of like Mariota, who was the second overall pick mm-hmm. on his like fourth team and basically a whole calendar year in Baker Mayfield. I think that whole dynamic would be interesting. So those, I think, would be the ideal three that I'd pick. He'd start I love whining, it, man. Though. He'd start whining. I don't like oh, yeah. this. Don't It'd be like great. That. I hate his personality, but it would yeah. be awesome. All right. Yep. I, I mean, I agree on Joe Burrow. I'll, I'll, I'll try to give you three different ones here. Josh Allen would be kind of the like the last of the three, you know, top tier quarterbacks. Um or even Aaron Rodgers. And we're gonna get to see Aaron Rodgers on hard yeah, knocks. I it would be don't need to see any more Aaron Rodgers. You're probably out right on him that. completely. Yeah. But jo- Josh Allen and maybe we'd find out sort of like what what is the deal with him and Diggs too? Could we get a little bit more of the story on that front? 
Russell Wilson would be really interesting just to see, okay, what the hell happened? What? It would be Why does everyone hate you so much? I thought of him, but it would How be How fake are you versus real? Like, what would that? And then, and then the Sean Payton dynamic, that would be interesting to me. Yeah. So if I'm forced to do a slappy like M- Mariota was, I actually think if I was an executive, I'd get a backup quarterback who's been around forever. I'd love to see their life. Like Case? I, yeah. Even? Yeah. Like, like, a, it's like, like Taylor a, Heineke or something. Yes. Somebody that's paid their dues, that has started at times, but is not, but but is a, the problem with Marcus is he still sort of acted like he, he could live off of being a high draft pick. And I think a guy who has been, who has done it, who has started, who has backed up, and who is older, I think it'd be real because those guys are the ultimate professionals. Lots yeah. of times, I'd love to see their life. Yeah, like like uh, I mean Ryan Fitzpatrick, if he was still in the league, yeah, you know, oh, would yeah. have been okay. interesting to follow. But him. I mean, or, what wives? about Joe Flacco? Josh McCown. Yeah, Is Josh, Josh McCown would be great. And plus, mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious about their their families and their wives. Br- Teddy and Bridgewater. They move around. Ooh, that'd Teddy be a good work. one. Gardner Minshew, about, dude. Gardner Minshew. They move around constantly. RD. You know, they get uprooted year after year by their husbands. And, like, I that, that's a commitment. Yes. Gar- Gardner Minshew. I think Gardner Minshew is my guy. He would be, you know yes, if you had to pick a slappy who's kind of fighting for a that's starting spot. I like it. Be him for sure. Let us know. Hit us up in the YouTube comment section what you guys think, too. Semi-breaking news from the Vikings that just got announced. Semi. Very semi. It's very okay. tepid. I know so I don't know that. if you saw, but yeah. they announced some jersey additions for, uh, for this upcoming season. Some throwbacks. Throwbacks, yeah. And oh. in week one. Here's what we get. We get on the YouTube audience right here. The Vikings classics from 1960. They will wear these in week one against the Buccaneers. You can go to the YouTube page, look at it, or go to Vikings Twitter Love also it. to look Those at it. Cool. They will wear these. Love it. Pretty cool, man. Those are cool. The Viking. I like how the Vikings uniforms over the years, it's very subtle changes, right? It's never oh, like yeah. a, a logo overhaul. It's, it's changes to the striping, changes to the color of the shade of purple. Some classic threads there. Those are I love their throwbacks. Those are great. I want the Helmets all white too. look next. That's the, the old throwback, like Dante two thousand, oh. all white oh, okay. and moss. I love those. I in two thousand nine, they they threw it back to the seventies, and those were just outstanding. Yeah, yep, pretty cool, man. So yeah, let us know what you think about about uh, the three quarterbacks you'd want to see in season two of. And is Kirk Cousins being disrespected by yep. eighty NFL executives, coaches, and scouts? by not being in the top 10. Let us know, and thank you for being part of this awesome Vikings fan community here, Purple Daily. Yes, even in the offseason, daily Vikings entertainment, counting down the days until training camp. See ya.